This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. And we're right out of the gate here as we begin the Adam Gold Show here. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, Baker Mayfield is the big story. Y'all Panthers fans remember him. Open the season is easy, (laughs) easy, (laughs) easy now. He had had probably one of the leakiest offensive lines in the history of offensive lines. Okay, I know. Small excuses. But Baker Mayfield today announced as the opening day starter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, ushering in the post-Tom Brady era. And for Baker, it's his third, third, uh, right? It's his third starting yeah. opening day start. Third opening day start for his third team. Yeah. It's big shoes to fill, too. Cleveland, Brady. Carolina. Yeah, Tom Brady. So you got to step in for Tom Brady. He was duking it out with, uh, no pun intended, duking it out with Kyle Trask. Uh, just a one-year deal, kind of a prove-it kind of thing. And then he had that uh, loss. Everyone loved him because he went to the Los Angeles Rams after he was traded. I say everybody but Victoria and other Panthers fans, sorry, <laughs> right. did not mean to strike some really raw nerves, Triggered, apparently. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Seriously. Him and Matt Rule both, like, bye. We good. have Bryce Young. We have Bryce Young. We're good Can, now. Are we okay? I'm like, actually really glad that he's with the Tampa Bay Bucks. He can go mess them up for a little while. <laughs> I just, it's, it's, a, it's an in-division opponent. Yeah. You know, Panthers, yeah. Tampa Bay. I mean, see, he'll come, he's sneaky like that where he'll come out and throw a bomb and it'll be a great, you know, pass for a touchdown and everybody's like, oh, Baker is amazing. And then, boop, he flops. <laughs> That's uh, it. <laughs> Todd Bowles said he had a little bit more experience, which is why they're going with Baker Mayfield. So, Panthers fans, mark this on your calendars. December the 3rd. December the 3rd, Panthers at the Bucks. If. Baker is still the starting quarterback at that point. Let's just put that out there. And then they play again. Uh, it's the uh, season closer, actually. Season, yeah. The season finale in Carolina, Tampa in, in Carolina. So, uh, Baker Mayfield, starting quarterback. What could have been, Panthers fans? Ugh. What could Wow. What was. What was. And we're done. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, with this, Sam Hartman is the Oprah of Notre Dame. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey of Notre Dame. How about that? So Sam is getting some NIL deals right now. Uh, he is rolling in some money. Uh, his latest one, he, he just did one a couple of days ago with Under Armour. So Sam Hartman, for those of you just joining the college football atmosphere, Hartman spending his entire career with Wake, transfers in the offseason to raise his profile, go make some NIL money. Like, go get it. Mm-hmm. Go get yours, Sam Hartman. And he did. So he lands at Notre Dame. His first deal is with Under Armour. That's a good one. With Under Armour, what does he do for his entire team? His entire team, he gives them a pair of shoes. Yeah. Every every guy. So Notre Dame, if you have my, like, I'm the walk-on at Notre Dame. Like, I'm Rudy. Rudy. Right. Rudy. Yes. I just got a pair of shoes. Yes. From the quarterback who has yet to take a snap. Wow. In an actual game. Now, that'll happen this Saturday against Navy. He has yet to take a snap. So this is all about high hopes, right? Like mm-hmm. he, his NIL value right now, a million plus. Wow. Is it too late for me to make NIL money? <laughs> You're still eligible, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you haven't sure. used any of your eligibility. <laughs> Never, is not there, once. Is there an MMA? Like, <laughs> there should be. Like, should be somewhere? <laughs> like, go get it. Yes. Go get it. So the Oprah of Notre Dame, Sam Hartman, 
which is now what we'll call him. So he does the Under Armour deal. Now he's got a Beats by Dre deal. Wow. You know okay. who has a Beats by Dre deal? Who's that? Like nobody. Like Bronny James. Wow. That's like it. I think Livy Don, Angel Reese. Like it is the creme de la creme who's got Beats by Dre deals. Those are some killer deals. Yeah. Like, wow, good for you. So Hartman's got Under Armour now Beats by Dre. What does he naturally give to everybody on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish oh, team? Oh, yeah. Headphones. Headphones. Yep. Everybody. Or earbuds or whatever. So, <laughs> dude shows up at Notre Dame, transfers, and starts handing out gifts. Wow. Buttering them all up. Legit. Just make it happen. Have all of it. He's have, making friends fast. Have all the cool things. And for and Sam, for, for Sam Hartman, listen, man, I'm like, go get yours. Yeah. Go get it. Because next year, like, again, he has yet to take an actual meaningful snap at Notre Dame. It's crazy. He'll be playing against Navy. Unfortunately, he's on offense, not on defense, with a triple option. And then Notre Dame, of course, is coming here to the Triangle for two games with NC State on uh, the 9th and then Duke later on in September. So they got two trips here. Maybe he's the quarterback. Maybe he's not. I hope maybe. he... Maybe. Just... Maybe he's bringing some beats and uh, you know sweatshirts or something with <laughs> This is just one of those things where it's all based on potential. All potential. And this is the the guy who's rolling the NIL that's actually being reported. Like, you know, there's Alabama, Georgia players. Um, you know, Drake May currently has a commercial that we're, that uh, you can hear across the state. Uh, but Hartman's, like, he's banking, like mm-hmm. making bank. So congratulations to Sam Hartman, the Oprah of Notre Dame. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm guessing. You get some beats and you get some beats. Right, so is it, you know, maybe the next one's pizza or something, but apparently oh, he's working with... Working with national brands, so this is the this is the temper point that, as someone who's coached youth sports from time to time, I remember one of the first speeches I ever gave uh, to a team where I was like, "Listen, this is baseball. Like, listen, your kids are not going to play in the major leagues. No, they're not. If they do, congratulations. I will help them get whatever you think they're going to get out of this, but it's a minuscule amount of." kids that get to play in the middle. I go, we're going to have fun here. Mm-hmm. But what deals like this do, and I do not blame NIL, I, I just like go get yours. Mm-hmm. But this man, this plants a lot of magic magic beans. It does. In a lot of in a lot of heads of parents going, man, you know what? If I get my kids started in you know, we're gonna raise this generation of quarterbacks where no one's gonna be able to catch the ball, but they're all gonna be able to throw the ball. Oh yeah. All of them. <laughs> There's only so many around. And I believe in the NIL era there were sixty quarterback transfers in the off season. Wow. Like they keep announcing new starters with all these guys that have gone in all these places. But for Sam Hartman, go get yours, the Oprah of Notre Dame. Love it. All right. Jonathan Taylor is on the trading block, which shows you a couple of things about what's happening in Indianapolis, and I'm getting a little bit worried about that franchise so much that they are replacing the commander's worry for a lot of Like, I was worried about the commander's for a long time. Yeah. Worried about the Colts a little bit. Jonathan Taylor has been given permission to go out and grab it. Go out and go get your deal. Find a deal that we can that we can line up behind. It's got to be a number one pick. They're looking for or some sort of equivalent of number one picks, which I'm not sure there is such a thing as an equivalent of number one picks. It's a number one pick mm-hmm. um, where he can be traded and go wherever you want to go. Now there are a lot of rumors of where he might land. Apparently, the Miami Dolphins are looking to give Tua some help along with Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. The rich would get a little bit richer in Miami if they could get that deal done, but they would have to give something in exchange. But Jonathan Taylor, that's 
quite the prize yeah. if you can put the package together. So Miami is part of that. Why I'm worried about Indianapolis now is Indianapolis has done a couple of things in the last, oh, less than a season, which leads me to believe that the Colts are in incredible disarray to where even Lucas Oil Stadium, I believe in the athletic uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, which is this nice downtown stadium in Indianapolis, was kind of voted towards the bottom of NFL stadiums. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone could do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I digress. When it comes to the Colts, Jim Ursay, I don't know what you're doing now. No. You have essentially alienated probably, most likely, yes, he is your top player. You've done so by unloading Frank Reich, which was one of the strangest situations in the situations where you gave Frank Reich like six different starting quarterbacks after Andrew Luck, and then you let him go, and you replaced him with Jeff Saturday. Yeah. Who had zero coaching experience whatsoever. Nope. But everyone tried to say, oh, he has coaching experience. Listen, I've simulated enough Madden and NCAA football on PlayStation and Xbox to say, I'm not a coach. (laughs) I can't even fill in for one game. I'm like, I'm okay with the little kids and little leagues. Listen, alligator. Yeah. Alligator. Yeah. Yep. You know, catch catch with two hands, Mm -hmm. you know, swing all the way through kind of thing. (laughs) I can give you enough instruction, but I cannot get 53 grown men who are being paid millions and millions of dollars on one page to run a couple of plays. I mean, I might be able to do it for one series, but it would be a three and out. Let's just be honest with each other, okay? Jim Ursay now has hired, made some weird hires, trying trying to put the right pieces in place, but he now has Anthony Richardson as his starting quarterback, who did not play in the last game which I have major concerns with, with a rookie quarterback who's not getting reps in actual live fire situations. Shane Steichen's a fine head coach. I remember him at UNLV when I was out west. He's, he's, he's an offensive coordinator, great mind. But now they're trying to pull one of these pieces off, and he's just asking for a first-round pick. I'm like, you need to go get a hoss, first of all. Absolutely. But now you've kind of, you're not kind of, you have wasted this, you have wasted everything that you put into Taylor. A guy who was willing to stay, mm-hmm. he would stay Yeah, if you were willing to let him stay. Colts fans are going to be the new Commanders fans, I think. They're just going to get so frustrated with all these bad moves year after year. I feel for them. That is my genuine concern, yeah. is that it's not, it's not concern. It's probably a good thing for the NFL that there's something new to focus on based on the feel-good. Oh, my goodness. It was like... I'm not sure I can say that word. Let's just call it, it was just this big, big, warm hug last night during the preseason game between Washington and Baltimore. Yeah. That it was such a warm and fuzzy moment Mm -hmm. that all of a sudden, now that we're talking about Indianapolis, it feels like, oh, we'll just shift the dysfunction one time zone to the the (laughs) West. Yep. And what goes on in the Colts? And if the Colts come stumbling out of the gate and Taylor gets the opportunity to do, I told you so, Mm -hmm. I told you so. Where does that leave the Colts? And for that roster in general, 
Like, the glory days are gone. Like, we can only write and report and talk so much about how Andrew Luck was the prototypical quarterback, and now he just fishes in his wonderful, like, designer home outside of Indianapolis and goes to the training camps and... and just 20 kids. Yeah, yeah. and just waves high and things <laughs> yeah. like that. And how they parted ways with Peyton Manning in the most generous way possible, and they still love him and honor him, even though he went to go win a Super Bowl in Super Bowl 50 with the Broncos, although that was a defensive one Super Bowl, not an offensive one Super Bowl, because Brock Osweiler actually yeah. won a playoff game with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. I digress. Indianapolis, I, for a franchise that fans are like, it's a really great fan base. Like, the Colts fan base, it's, it is the most Midwestern fan base you can think of. Like, they go there to watch football. It's kind of like Vikings fans. Yeah. Vikings fans go there to watch football. Like, oh, you yeah. know. Like, if you if if in, if you're in Minneapolis, you're in Indianapolis, if you go to the Appalaches, <laughs> yeah. if you go to the, either of the big Appalaches, mm-hmm. And you go to something at either one of those stadiums, you are going there specifically for that event at the stadium. Like, I am there to watch football. I am there to watch the ghost of Prince right. resurrect himself. <laughs> I this is above. Right. This is what we are going there for. There are no diversions whatsoever. Like, yeah. th- this is this is what we're doing. And for Colts fans, I'm starting to feel for you a little bit. Mm-hmm. I really am. Like, I'm, I'm getting in the feels here. Yeah. Like, not so much for Commanders fans because it's the NFC East. Yeah. And... and you know, Dallas and the Giants and the Eagles, you all have your kind of eh, oh, that, that we all have to kind of get over. They definitely have a eh. Um, <laughs> and, and Commanders fans have a, just a god-awful stadium. Am I, can I say that? Yeah, no, it's you a, can. It's an awful We've stadium. We've talked about yeah, that before. It's an yeah. awful stadium. You know, and I have Eagles. I have friends who are Eagles fans, and they're tempered, tempered Eagles fans. But, you know, the, for, for this to go so sideways for in Indianapolis... I'm struggling with how that is is coming about. And for them, I feel for you. But for NFL teams that are in the market for Jonathan Taylor, let's, you know, could could the Panthers part ways with a pick and we could have a two-headed running back in uh, the backfield? Are yeah. we okay with Chuba Hubbard as the backup with Jonathan, with uh, hey, Miles I mean, Sanders? If there's somebody who can fill those shoes and make stuff happen. Hey, John, Jonathan Taylor would be a I'm for it. heck <laughs> of a prize to grab. All yes. Right. What else do we got here as we uh, kick things off? Oh, yeah, let's talk about ACC expansion just a little bit. And so there's all this hot steaming breath that's coming out there still. There was a report this morning at ESPN that didn't happen. The ACC presidents canceled their meeting. Uh, Lots of smoke, uh, no fire. So we'll push on from that. But they were going to meet this morning. Allegedly, Cal and Stanford were going to come up again. Ah, so, it just, as we continue talking about what the ACC shouldn't do or should do, if that was actually going to be a thing, this should have already happened. Like, it, at some point, you just have to give. There's not enough, there's there's no more pushing and shoving to go between the two. Now, having said that, there is an and North Carolina legendary coach who is not a big fan of the idea of the ACC expanding, and that is the soccer coach for Carolina, Anson Dorrance. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at The designery.com. 
And he talked with... These are phenomenal schools academically. Uh, But also they have great sports programs. If you look at the Director's Cup, Stanford dominates it. So you're bringing in a truly elite combination of academics and athletics with those two schools. But Stanford, extraordinarily, I mean, they're on the top of everyone's academic list and also very high with almost every sports team on campus being in a position to challenge for a national championship. So that would be a wonderful, you know, I guess, a feather in the cap of our commissioner. But for us, you know, uh, with boots on the ground, now this is going to be horrible for us because then, of course, our budgets aren't extraordinary as it is. And now we would try to add in, you know, flights across the country to play these two schools. Uh, which will be incredibly expensive. And then the fact that uh, um, now we're exposing the whole country, not that Stanford and Cal don't have a national recruiting platform, of course they do. But if you put those two schools in the ACC, it's going to be so easy for them to recruit nationally. So it'll just benefit them, in my opinion, not us. We've built the best uh, women's soccer conference in the country, and there's no way I want to share the glory of our conference with two schools that could do a very good job recruiting against us. And so basically I want Cal and Stanford to die on the vine. I look forward to you know seeing Stanford, which is a very difficult school to recruit against. I would look forward to them basically having it be so difficult for them to recruit the elite soccer player. And then we would be in a position to obviously gain those kids and you know put the ACC in an even stronger position. So I think uh, in some respects I can see why um, Jim is interested in this, you know, as our commissioner of, of the ACC. But for us that, you know, have to basically do the, the work and have to pay for it, no. And these are schools that, you know, yep, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. It's going to be harder and harder and harder for them to recruit. And that means that benefits the rest of us in the ACC. Die on the vine. I know. Wow. Die on the vine. Just die on the vine. <laughs> He doesn't want to share the glory of the ACC. (laughs) The glory of the ACC. You know what? I'll buy it in the sport that he's in, and I get it. Recruiting for top players, trying to stay ahead of the game, they do gain. He is correct. I absolutely agree with him. Stanford and Cal get all the gain. If they get to recruit an ACC country, they do get the opportunity to be in a larger platform. They do get get to be on the East Coast. Academics set aside. The financials, yeah, it's kind of squirrely as whatnot. I- I'll buy it with him. I do. I think Cal and Stanford, to be honest, their best role, as opposed to dying on the vine, <laughs> would be would be to go completely independent at this point and just run it back that way. That allows them to spread their Olympic hopeful wings in the Olympic sports and things like that. They could still play football, of which you know they have an unproven coach in Troy Taylor right now. He was the coach at Sac State last year. Uh, Cal has Justin Wilcox. Uh, they also have uh, uh, you NC State fans, Ben Finley, mm-hmm. as uh, one of their uh, possible starter quarterback. They haven't announced their starter yet at Cal. So that's a name that will ring a bell for you. But for the ACC to expand, I'm not quite sure if Stanford and Cal. Matter of fact, I am sure Stanford and Cal are not the right choices for this conference. It doesn't give you any sort of advantages whatsoever. I'm not even worried about slicing the pie at this point. Set the finances aside. It's not good business. I agree with him about recruiting. All it does is open it up for other schools to come in here, and especially in a sport like soccer where North Carolina and the Carolinas are certainly a hotbed, the East Coast, uh, definitely you could see a few people going that way. Just go, hey, you know what? I want to see Alcatraz. 
Yeah. I, I, right? I want to I want to sip the fruits of wine in Sonoma. <laughs> I want to have these things. I have again. There's. Uh, I'm all about it, but die in the vine. I, I'm sure that was a poke at the wine country thing. Die oh, in the yeah. vine. But he definitely was kind of aiming that one straight at the crosshairs, and I don't blame him for it. I really don't. That's that's where that, uh, that's where he needs to be. As for the ACC expansion, meh. SEC expansion. We'll get into that a little bit too. And for the remnants of the Pac-12, if the Oregon State uh, Scott Barnes is the athletic director of Oregon State. If if he thinks he can get the Pac-12 back together again, uh, that is a Humpty Dumpty uh, situation to where it might be best to kind of put everything on eBay at this point. See how much see how much money you can get out of that because the certainly the college landscape changes after this year, especially in football. Uh, but when it comes to all these conferences and moving around, everything turns over pretty quick. I need to reintroduce myself. Paul Eihander in for the Adam Gold Show today. Adam's back tomorrow. Victoria is still here. Her ever-present smile and uh, wit will be here in place. And you can expect all the slightly less than amusing things that Adam does during his show to be even less, (laughs) even more less amusing. Just say, like, Wrexham. As as I do them today. Wrexham. Let's just say Wrexham more often. (laughs) It's like saying Wrexham. You know they're doing a season two of that show. Oh, wow. I don't know what more can you say. Like It's more Ryan Reynolds soccering. Right. You know? It's not him, uh, you know, being Deadpool. It's the the great popcorn (laughs) crisis of Wrexham. What will they do? Will they charge more for popcorn? Right. (laughs) It's a great debate. (laughs) Uh, yeah, there's only so much to go around. I love the town. It's great. Thank you for introducing us to this great town. Uh, but but you can go soccering. But I'm sure Adam Gold and I can get into a parking lot fight. Uh, uh, which, uh, we'll be we'll be the undercard to Zuckerberg and uh, Elon Musk. What's the Musk. real football? Yeah, there you are. You can officiate. You can officiate that one, Victoria. You can absolutely do that. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu.